Hello, time travelers. It's finally happened. After 14 episodes, the culmination of the first part of the box office time machine cinematic universe is here. We are actually doing an episode about a movie that involves time travel. Whoa. Technically, didn't we do that with The Matrix? Uh, No. No, I guess not. I guess you're right. Sorry, I ruined the intro. Avengers Assemble! Choo-choo! fellow time traveler i'm doing great how are you doing i'm pretty good yeah i, I want uh to anyone um yes uh saying that avengers endgame uh, involves time travel i suppose is technically a spoiler however since the movie made 1.2 billion dollars <laughs> in one weekend literally every one of you already saw it so who gives a shit exactly we're just here to contribute to the conversation but mm. here, so John, you say it made $1.2 billion. Was that right? It's true, globally, and th- uh, 350 uh in the US or North America. But it also broke a shit ton of records. So here, I'm going to read them from Box Office Time Machine. Largest Thursday preview. Whoa. Uh, widest opening. Largest Friday opening day and single <laughs> I said day. Whitest opening. Whitest opening. <laughs> well, widest. Uh, largest Saturday. Largest Sunday. Domestic opening weekend. Number one movie market share. It had 90% of the movie market share this week. What else are you even open? Who, I, Who opened against me, the Avengers? What suicidal fools. I mean, uh, I, it's, I'm, the other studios had to open something. So what did they well, choose? Well, I bet uh, my guess would be... What is the exact opposite of an Avengers movie? Yes. Uh, okay, so uh, let's see. Avengers, where is it? Okay, so Body at Brighton Rock, <laughs> which has an unknown number of screens. Okay. Hasberg documentary... If the dancers dance, uh, if the dancer dances, okay. The Spanish prisoner re-release, okay. Which I recently saw, and it was worse than I thought. Uh, and the White Crow, which is a drama. So combined, they had less than ten screens, and the Avengers had four thousand six hundred sixty-two screens. But now, uh, yes. okay, one so- could talk. One could do a full uh, podcast episode about uh, Disney's terrifying habits of buying up all the screens so that their competition cannot even compete. Right. But that's really not what this podcast is. No. But also, from my reading of it, it seemed like theaters started adding screens even more Mm. once, like, all of their systems for buying tickets broke and they realized that more people wanted to see it. Some theaters had it, like, running... Like across, like around the clock. It's, before we even get to a uh, synopsis of the movie, before we even get to talking about whether we liked it or not, um, mm-hmm. it's a bit about it. So, uh, we did not see this one together because Veronica could not get tickets. 
and or did not want to go oh. to deep Brooklyn at 10 p.m. on a Thursday. I saw it opening night in Coney Island um, uh, on a fake IMAX screen at 10 p.m. Got out around 1, <laughs> 1. 20, uh And you saw it yesterday. Where'd you see it? Uh, I saw it uh, at the Upper West Side on a nice leather recliner mm-hmm. and had a lovely time. It was at 11. No, it was 1 p.m. Was were prime uh, past brunch hour. What was so the opening night crowd in uh, uh, Sheep's Head Bay mm-hmm. um, uh, was was raucous. People were excited. There were people in costume at the oh, theaters. That's cute. But you know what? Cheapo costumes. These were just more. They were just wearing morph suits with the. <laughs> This is Sheep's Head Bay, John. Yeah, I wanted to see. Yeah, if you're going to cosplay to the theater, come on, we get a little more. But yeah, there were people selling. There's a stand selling comic books. I don't know if that's normal oh, for the theater. That's pretty nice. Good job. I don't go to all of my movies at a movie theater that is literally 20 minutes walk from any subway stop. This is crazy. And it's sold out. It, this it is was probably their happiest day. Vastly sold out. Oh, wow. Um, uh, was it a lot of Russian people? Was it like, yeah, yeah, Iron Man. I am Iron Man, too. <laughs> Ooh, Black Widow. She's, uh, when one she of go- us, one of us. When's she going to go back to the good guys? Um, uh, no, I, well, I think it's like, this This was just the theater that had the uh, tickets available last. So I think for it was sure. just anyone who uh, whose internet would not. For, for future listeners, it's not just that I went to buy tickets late. The internet did not work that day. Yeah, we tried. I think, like, unless you actually woke up the moment they released the tickets, which seemed to be, like, 6.45 a.m., mm-hmm. you kind of were locked out. Like, so we, like, started looking at, like, 9 a.m. or something, and we could not get, in, like, into any service. It's crazy. I have friends that work at movie theaters, and I got to ask them how truly nightmarish this weekend must have been. But it's also, I just, I was, I remember just being super pissed about, like, this is your one job. Like, people, like, you did not know the Avengers was coming out. They, they like, surprise released the tickets, but obviously. No, they didn't. There was a date. People oh, knew it ahead of time. Yes. Oh, I just wasn't paying attention? Yeah. All no, right. it was Fair a enough. well-known thing. You just buy, you scale up your service. That's all it is. Um, you know how Amazon doesn't break on, like, Black Friday? Yeah, if there's anything we want to make clear in this episode, it's Amazon's a good company. Amazon. <laughs> Not at all Amazon evil. wants you to spend money at their website. It's so a, they is, make it available to you. You'd think that, like, the Fandangos <laughs> of the world would have prepared a little bit. Yeah. Well, it seemed like AMC was, at least, like, as we were trying getting AMC tickets. And, I mean, I think in order, this is nerd talk, but, like, in order for Fandango to know whether there are tickets, they had to communicate with the AMC servers. Oh, so, like, so the problem was the theaters, not the movie-selling yeah. app? So, like, Adam even was like, there's an error this with AMC. This is Atom, A-T-O-M, the app, not uh, Veronica's friend Adam. Yeah, not my friend Adam, who likes Adams. <laughs> He's a chemist. No, Whoa, dude. <laughs> uh, no, uh, but uh, up and Adam, Adam. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so at a certain point, I saw errors for just like they can't reach AMC, and I have AMC stubs, and I could not buy under a service either. It was just like them being shitty. 
Well, despite all that, all right, sorry, every person on Earth still saw this movie. Somehow managed to see it. Well, just think about that then, I guess. Like, what if a lot of people still have not managed to get their tickets? This might no. also have, like, an insane second weekend of also just people coming back for it. It's it's so crazy. <laughs> it is so fucking insane, this three-hour movie. Yeah. And I, I, I do want to talk... To, I want, uh, when we finish our synopsis, and so we should probably get through it quickly. Uh, fortunately, uh, it's a very short movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not Just a lot like, happened. <laughs> no. Uh, but I do want to talk about uh, uh, the future of the superhero genre, mm-hmm. um, uh, both in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, uh, Veronica... Uh, take us in. I bravely volunteer to try to synopsize this movie. All right, so... Nap. (laughs) It should be a snap. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, we start pretty much where we left off. Uh, Our... Should, I guess, should we say Thanos Uh, made a snap? Yes, yes. Half of the, the, like, the living things on Earth disappeared. And many of the newer uh, entrants into the MCU have uh, turned into dust. Yep. And people are grieving. Well, uh, Iron Man is f- still floating in space mm-hmm. with Nebula. Um, is recording like a tearful last message to Pepper Potts back on Earth. And uh, also, if you were wondering where uh, Hawkeye was last movie, good oh, news, that's right. he was watching his family die. Oh, yeah, that was very sad and I, well done. That was my that was... one my one prediction. I, I said to everyone before the movie is that I predict the prologue of the movie will be Hawkeye watching his family go. Really? Yeah. Well, Why would you think? I, I mean, it ended up being compelling, but that would not have been a thing that I wanted. Um, Because it serves multiple purposes. It's... Uh, it reminds you, it gets Hawkeye back in the story, and we know from the trailers that he would be there. And then it also explains why he wasn't there in the last movie. And then also it's the best way to quickly get the audience into the mindset of, oh, bummer, a bunch of people vanished. Yeah, BT dubs, that's what happened. Um, so in case you have not... Most of my other predictions were wrong, in case uh, <laughs> in case you're, you're worried about me bragging too much. At one point, I predicted there was a line where someone was like, "I," uh, he's like, oh, I should remake the world... Um, without the knowledge, like Thanos talks about remaking the world, and I thought for a second that he was going to create our universe, and we were going to go that direction. Oh. So not all of my predictions were correct. I think that would have been too much of a thinker. Uh, yes, so- Grant, Grant Morrison did not write this one. <laughs> so I, uh, oh yeah, we should also mention that yeah, it starts cold. Uh, and there are no credits other than I think maybe like 20 minutes in, there's just an Avenger card oh, yeah. and there's nothing else. Um, and so, uh, yeah. And so Iron Man is floating in space back on Earth. If you have not seen Captain Marvel and stayed past the credits, you would be confused as to why Captain Marvel is there. Which was like kind of a weird move, I I thought. Yeah, you'd miss. Yeah, I expected them us to see her arriving, but then again, um, it follows the uh, what's setting up to be a pattern of uh, uh, MCU writers not knowing how the fuck to write Captain Marvel, <laughs> the woman with the powers of a god who has to spend this entire movie going. Oh, I'd love to help, but I gotta go over there now. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was so weird when she did that again, this movie. Okay, we'll get to that. So, um, 
So yeah, she is hanging out and uh, they uh, they intercept. Uh, oh, oh, okay, that's how it happens. Sorry, it's gonna okay. be so hard. This is gonna be so hard. I forgot how she gets there. So she actually airlifts the ship that Tony is about to die on uh, back to the Avengers headquarters. And uh, we do not set up in any way that she already knows them and that she talks to them because we, I guess, are supposed to know that. And so Tony has a nervous breakdown. He's racked with guilt about over what happened. He confronts the captain because, like, they have, like, a, you know, like, many movies spanning sort of ideological differences about, like, what the Avengers are supposed <laughs> to, like, what purpose they're serving. And so before he collapses... And then uh, the non-Tony Avengers who are left, they see that Thanos has used the stones again. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, it's on this planet. Uh, And then Nebula knows exactly where he is because she's his daughter. And, uh, And so they all decide to go to that planet and like steal back the stones, snap the fingers again, bring everyone back. They travel. It's like, are you guys rev- ready to like for space travel? It was all very much setting up for it to be a failure, obviously. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the movie wasn't twenty minutes long. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that would have been very fun. And so they're all like going in rocket spaceship, and they sort of jump, make a space jump or whatever it is that they do, and get to that uh, to that planet super quickly. Uh, meanwhile, Thanos is doing some gentle gardening. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's at a place known as the Garden. Yeah. And he's like, you know, like tearing out like sweet potatoes from the ground, making stews. You see that <laughs> half of his. This is something I noticed. I guess maybe we can talk about it later. But like his left hand is like all like burnt out. He's all crispy. Um, they yeah. have to uh, set up that using the Infinity uh, Stones hurts a lot. Um, so he is all... Which, did they reference that in the previous movie when he did the snap or I don't no? know if they made it clear in the first movie. He did go, yeah. when he first put all the stones in. Um, but this one makes it clear because they have to set up a big death at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, he has gotten extra crispy, not yeah. just from his first snap, but uh-oh, from his second snap, which yeah. he used to destroy the stones. Yeah, so our uh, dear Avengers have traveled all this way, have made several space jumps, and they find out that the stones are no more. And so, uh, and so in sort of a fit of rage, Thor beheads Thanos, which was pretty good. I like that part. And walks out. And then, like, kind of a very fun and brilliant title card comes out. It just says five. And then it, like, dissolves into years later. And that was, like, because, like, for, like, a few seconds, you're like, how many? Like, five days? Five months? No, it's five years. It's one of those moments that's very much designed for a full full theater, so you could hear people go, oh. Yeah. It was, it was like, a small detail that, like, they didn't need to do, but it was fun. Speaking of details, uh, uh, we also, before that mission, we have seen a glimpse of what, a little glimpse of what the world is like after the snap. Uh, Captain America is now hosting a uh, grief support group with um, the first on-screen, explicitly gay Marvel character who is just a dude who is dating a guy. (laughs) 
Which is, is that the guy who's played by one of the Russos? I, yes, it's one of the Russos. It's one of the directors. And also, I guess, like, I the think, creator of Thanos is in that uh, scene, too. Oh, really? Too? Jim Starlin, I think, is his name? Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. But, but um, yeah, a lot of Easter eggs there. So we, it, yeah. In this first uh, third, uh, we get a lot of uh, uh, a lot of time spent on how gloomy and sad the world is, and it's great. It's really well done. That being said, if you enjoyed that section and have not read or watched The Leftovers, go do that because that book and show is this but better. Yeah, it's very yeah. So so that's what he is doing. Uh, you know, Black Widow is still like trying to coordinate. So efforts to like you know save the world in like various ways. I think that's when like Captain Marvel is like I'm piecing out to these other planets because they have you guys. Yeah, and I'm going. You can see the writers throwing up their hands <laughs> as like this becomes a trend. You know, I feel like I'm I'm, I'm mentioning all the things I didn't like. I want to be clear, I like the movie. Uh, I know we usually say that for the end, but in case people are throwing their <laughs> throwing their headphones asunder, saying these negative Nellies, uh, I did like the movie. But yeah, this sets up a trend of one of the other things I didn't like, where the writers lampshade a problem they can't solve with the scre- uh, screenplay, and then just have another character say, it doesn't matter, don't think about it. <laughs> so they know people are going to wonder where the fuck Captain Marvel has been. So Rocket says, where did you go to get a haircut? Because she's got a cool haircut. Yeah, there's a lot of hair changes going yeah. on in this movie. And then... uh uh and then she says, I was helping other planets because they don't have Avengers. Okay, great. Solved. We don't need to worry about that ever again. Also, yeah. So apparently she filmed this before Captain Marvel. Yeah. Which is like another, like, I don't know. Like, did they not have any idea of what the character is going to be? Like, it seems like even like the playfulness of the character from Captain Marvel, the movie that we did get to see, did not really... Like, she is so just stoic and unemotional in like just a single mode of a character in this movie Uh, that it's like... She's not interesting in any way. For those of you who missed our amazing episode on Captain Marvel, because of course that was also number one at the box office, um, uh, we didn't really like it. And um, um, a lot of it has to do with the fact that she doesn't seem to have a personality of any kind yet. Yeah. And that continues in this movie. And I wonder, yeah, I also read an interview with the writers where they're talking about how Captain Marvel had not been made yet when they wrote and filmed these scenes. So they so, were just like non-committal about everything. It's like it's a safe choice for her to be just like a strong woman. Yeah, for now so for two movies now, including one that's where she's literally the title character, uh, I still do not know anything about this character. Yeah. Well, I feel like at least like in the movie they had like her rapport with uh, Nick Fury, which mm. was fun. There were some more things she had some like I don't know like deadpan lines or whatever like this is like nothing she's cocky she feel you know it's very she, in in both the way she's very powerful and the way she basically her only defining trait right now is that she's a little cocky um she seems very similar to early Thor before anyone knew what to do with Chris Hemsworth yeah they realized that he was funny so I hope uh, <laughs> Maybe in 10 years we'll be seeing fat Captain Marvel and everyone will like her again. Yeah, speaking of, so what Thor has been up to (laughs) in the five preceding years is uh, getting thick, I guess. 
which is like that. I mean, to be honest, I think Thor was my favorite part of this movie. I enjoyed it very much too. And but Thor, I think, was the highlight for me. He yeah. was great. Uh, there's a lot of changes. Thor has, <laughs> after all of his failures in Infinity War, a reminder that Infinity War very cruelly follows immediately after uh, Thor Ragnarok and then just slaughters nearly all of his people. Yeah, he has his eye cut out. Like, he like he has, like, a Loki dies. Like, yeah. all the stuff, all of his people die. And Heimdall, die. Yeah. Uh, a character who we only care about because Idris Elba played him. Um, Ooh, sexy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Thor has gotten fat. Um, Captain America has gotten disillusioned. Um, uh, Tony is doing pretty good. Tony, unlike everyone else, <laughs> is fucking kicking ass. Yeah, he somehow lucked out where like none of his loved ones seem to have vanished. So he's like those statistics. It's just you know it's yeah. Magic so of stats. he has a very precocious and cute five-year-old mm-hmm. daughter. And she's also sort of like showing an interest in science and inventing and things. But he is very much out of the game. Mm. And um, but even before we find that out, we see some like footage of security cameras in a storage facility in San Francisco. And like we see a rat walking over the console of this old van and he does some bleepity bloops and there's a big explosion. And guess what? Ant-Man comes out of the van. Guess what, everyone? Uh, it is incredibly important that you saw the uh, the end credit scene of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, uh, yeah. So, you know, because nearly this entire plot is... Uh, hinged on Ant-Man being stuck in the quantum realm, which now, unlike it affected Michelle Pfeiffer in that movie, now has time weirdness. I don't, I have not seen that movie, but from my understanding, it takes place at parallel with Infinity War. Yes. And so when the snap happens, he enters that quantum What's it called? I saw the movie. Quantum. Uh, the Quantum Realm. Quantum Realm. In the end credit scene and of then, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, uh, Ant-Man is sent to the Quantum Realm to do an experiment, and all the people, all of his sidekicks, are there to bring him back out. However, the snap happens at that exact moment, so he is trapped, and they are all erased, and he is trapped in the Quantum Realm for what we now discover is five years. But to him, it felt very quick. It's five hours. Uh, and so he waves to Ken Jung, who's in that movie for that ex- one scene. He's like the security guard yep. there. And he's uh, like, hey, let me out. Community and, fans, we get two more community actors. Ken yeah. Jung and uh, Yvette Nicole Brown. Yeah, that was so cute. I was yes. so happy to see her. She had a better role than he did. Apparently, Denny Putty was in one, too. He was in um, Winter Soldier, I think. And Brie Larson uh, guest starred on Community as well. Wait, what episode? I don't know. I just read that, and but I couldn't be bothered to actually look up the episode. I believe it, and I also don't care enough to look it up. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah. So, uh, Ken Jeong does not mention to uh, Steve Lang that what happened. So he just wanders ar- uh, around, wanders around and wonders why there's like all these cars that are abandoned and trees that are not trimmed until he... 
runs across this uh, sort of memorial set uh, against the backdrop of the Golden Gate Bridge. And he sees that he, these are names and he's like desperately trying to find his daughter, I guess, mm-hmm. on the list. We don't find out or what like, happened to his ex-wife, Judy Greer. Oh, Judy Greer is an Ant-Man? Yeah, she's oh. his ex-wife. Oh, I should it's watch It's one of it her then. many exciting undeveloped mother roles. Oh, man. I really like her. Anyway, uh, it does make me, I gotta say, like Ant-Man in this movie kind of made me want to see Ant-Man. The Ant-Man movies are fun. You they should check them out. fun. I do like Paul Rudd. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so uh, luckily she's not there. And so there's a tearful reunion between them. She's and- fucking old now. Sorry, little actress <laughs> who played the daughter in the other movies. You've been aged out. Well, it's been five years. Mm-hmm. You know, she knows how times work. Or she's going to learn now. Uh, Anyway, so... She's having the classic problem that all actresses face of being too young. Exactly. Uh, Hollywood is just so cruel to young actresses. Yes. I mean, if I see Helen Mirren in another one of those Baywatch movies... Just constantly stealing roles (laughs) from the the poor, hot, 20-year-old actresses. Yeah, let Margot Robbie get some Helen Mirren. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, this is actually, like, not a good thing for me to say, because Helen Mirren is pretty hot still. Yeah. I should have picked someone else. (laughs) Anyway, uh, but uh, so uh, Steve Lang goes to the Avengers HQ. They think that he is dead, but he is not. And then he tells them about how he went, uh, like when he went to the quantum realm, he thought he was only gone for a few hours, but it's been five years. A blah 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 blah. He thinks it it could mean that they could time travel using that technology. I can't be bothered to explain it. I don't think it matters. Neither uh, can the writers. Yeah. <laughs> so my the thing that really annoyed me the most in this movie. So they're clearly things. This movie has one of the most confusing time travel setups. Oh yeah. In that they reject nearly every time travel movie or story convention because for reasons because they want some specific scenes to happen at the end right. so that so they constantly and also they want to make it so you can't they want to introduce time travel but they don't want it to just be that you can go back in time and kill thanos so we have scene after scene where characters go hey why don't we just use time travel to fix everything and then another character will go we can't do that and then they'll go but why can't we do that and the first character and the second character will go you know because we can't and they'll go okay and they'll just move on yeah i think they were like which is, I guess, something that might... It makes as much sense as any other time travel plot. Is just, like, it doesn't adhere to the logic of just movie time travel. They just decide to do their own thing. There is an actual scene in this movie where they clarify that some characters are dead dead and some characters are fake dead. Yeah. So it's, like... And it also seems to only be within this specific timeline which, uh, but it is like a thing of like they were saying. So if you go back into the past, and now like you are living out your future in the past, so like it's not the past. So you like can change it because like I th- like that. I think that's what they were getting at because like everything was like let's change something in the past and then it will like not happen in the future. But because like to you it's already like the future. Like you can't. You are still like but but like. It's after it. Like, have, I don't know. They have to do so much work to make it that 
This movie can have time travel. They can use time travel to defeat Thanos. However, they can't use time travel to bring back some characters. However, however, they want to use time travel to bring back some other characters. However, yeah. however, however, <laughs> um, it they also want to have a scene where one of the characters is wearing old age makeup. Um, however, 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 they also explain that he must not have done anything his entire... Uh, it makes no sense, but then again... Time. I say this as a time traveler myself. Yeah, exactly. Time travel never makes any sense. But this movie makes the decision to, instead of just glossing over it, have repeated scenes where characters bring up the problems with the plot and then don't explain them. Just so we'll go, oh, I guess they brought it up. It's okay. I think we could have just cut half those conversations. Yeah, I don't need them. Like, I, I, the thing is, is that, like... None of this is real, guys. So, <laughs> like, you can just say it once and, like, all right, and I'm fine. I don't need you to bring it up again. It's a weird half measure where they bring up all the problems, but then don't have an explanation. Right. So it's they, like, why are you doing this? They keep bringing it up and then just going, don't worry about it. And I'm like, well, you brought it up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is not a conversation. You are telling me a story. Uh, so anyway, once they figure out that they're... So their idea is to do a space heist. A uh, time heist? Oh, that's true. Time heist. They're being arrested by time cop, not space cop. Space cop. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of a... Uh, so yeah, it's kind of a fun idea. I'll talk about it in a second after I say that they approach Tony Stark with it because they think that he can actually build it. And uh, Tony is like, nah, guys, I have a daughter who's cute and I don't want to mess this up. So I'm out, guys. He's not going to help them with science. So they go to the next smart person they and know. I would say at this point, if you haven't realized that Tony Stark's going to die at the end of this movie, congratulations on watching your first ever movie. <laughs> Oh man, he I think he actually like specifically says, well, in a later scene once he actually agrees that like I don't want to die. Like he says something to that extent of like I don't want to lose my family. I don't want to lose what I have. I'm so 2 days is, away from retirement. Yeah, this is like my condition. Yeah. Um and so um yeah, and so they go to Bruce Banner who has now made peace with the Hulk in the five years, which is kind of a, another cute detail. This is, I, Fat Thor is great. Yeah. Professor Hulk is Professor so Hulk much. Professor Hulk is so cute. I love, <laughs> every scene with him is so wonderful. So it's Mark Ruffalo just playing his dorkiest, his dorkiest, silliest best, but it's all <laughs> mocap. And I wonder if part of this is so that Mark Ruffalo can pl keep playing the role, but only doing, do voice work from here on out. Oh, um, I don't like. Well, I don't know. Do you think he still had to like do like the suit? I, like, he definitely did mocap in this yeah. movie. But I, I do want to talk about how this movie sets up the future of the MCU. Right. Yeah. yeah well. Um. But uh. But yeah. No. This is great. And there is one of my easily my favorite scene in the movie is a silly tiny scene where um Ant Man's uh, a <laughs> a spaceship land. It's just. It's just. Uh, a day at Avengers headquarters, <laughs> and it's Ant Man's trying to eat tacos. Oh yeah, that was so cute. And a spaceship 
knocks the meat out of his taco, and then kindly Professor Hulk walks by, hands him two new tacos, and gives him a cherubic smile before walking away like just the sweetest guy on campus. Yeah, it was so cute. They have also another scene with Emma and the Hulk where they're in a diner, <laughs> and uh, there's some uh, little kids who want Hulk's autograph, and then Ant-Man is like, hey, don't you want my autograph? I'm Ant-Man. And they clearly don't know who he is. But the Hulk is like, no, no, yeah, he he's like a superhero. You should get his, fo- uh, and his he, photo. And it was very cute. This is, uh, <laughs> I mean, Hulk was already getting pretty funny in Thor Ragnarok. But this is, this is, I think, the best use of Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. It's just so funny. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's basically the Ruffalo Hulk. Yeah. He is very cute. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so... Tony is out. Banner is trying things. But you know what? Tony can't help but tinker. And so he actually does come up with a way of doing this. Uh, And it's apparently just involves reversing a Mobius strip. Yeah, you know, science. Yeah, and then, like, your uh, also, like, software just tells you, you have cracked time travel. Ding, <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> and so he... I'd love to see... I want to see... I don't want to see him programming time travel. I want to see him programming the artificial intelligence to tell him that he's succeeded yeah, that, in cracking time travel. Yeah, that was the, the thing travel. that I was thinking of as the scene. It's like, so you still had to, like, know how, like, what would succeed? Anyway. Hey, uh, hey Alexa, have I cracked time travel? <laughs> Yeah. Um and uh he so he jumps into his Audi. Everyone is driving an Audi in this movie. And uh There is a, a it, there is a little more product placement than I think a few of the other Avengers movies. That's the only one that I've noticed. What else have you noticed? Oh god, fuck. What else I was having this comments. Ah. Oh, Fortnite. There's a mm. whole deal with Fortnite. There's a big scene when we first see Fat Thor, uh he is playing Fortnite. Yeah, with Krog. Yeah, with a uh, with Krang, Krang, Kerr, Korg. I don't know. Uh, Taika Waititi, yeah. who's I'm so happy was in this movie. Mm-hmm. It was it was that's I guess another thing we could say. But I guess now we've all, all referenced this twice already. But like each of the like the it seems like each of the Avengers who had a movie also had a scene with the director who directed them in those oh. movies. So, like, Taika was in... John Favreau, obviously. John Favreau, and a later was, in the movie. Where was Kenneth Branagh? Well, no, so there was no... So each one of them got one. So Taika was with, like, Thor. And- Kenneth Branagh actually did motion capture to play Natalie Portman in her <laughs> five seconds of screen time. Yeah, th- that was so weird. There's literally... I don't think it's her in the is it faraway footage. Scenes. It's so it's weird. It's just like her, like nodding off and looking up. Like well, that's the only shot. Anyway, spoil- so uh, it's not spoilers. We're literally spoiling the movie. Um, <laughs> so they re- they solve time travel and come up with a plan to travel back in time into the other movies yeah. to get the Infinity Stones. So yeah, at one point Natasha realizes that like at one point. In time, there were three Infinity Stones in New York City, and then they figure out, okay, so we can, like, now send teams to three different locations only, and, like, to retrieve those stones, and it would be easier, question mark? Sure. And so, they all, and, oh, also another very important thing is that, like, they can only do this once. So they can only travel, and they have enough of this time travel serum that Michael Douglas designed, to go back once. Um, 
And so the teams are split up. We have, uh, uh, let's see. So we have Iron Man, Captain America, and the Hulk going to New York City. We have uh, Natasha, Hawkeye, uh, Don Cheadle. What's his character's name? Uh, War Machine. Rhodey. Yeah, okay. Uh, Randy Rose. Uh, So, and... Who else goes there? Very, yes. Uh, Hawkeye and Atat- the You know the movie is working because I honestly, it didn't even make me think when Hawkeye and Natasha go to get the Soul Stone, I didn't even have, like, it didn't even hit me till after the movie that it's fucking insane that they sent the two non-powered humans yeah. <laughs> off on a mission alone together. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I... We better have Captain America and Iron Man go together. Yeah, Unless like why didn't alone. say rocket? Why didn't they not send rocket to a planet he's already been to? Oh yeah, that's insane. But yeah, so uh, so War Machine and Nebula go to that sort of realm of planets, I guess, a galaxy, uh, and then Rocket and Thor go to Asgard, mm. and so the we sort of like interweave between those locations, and so in the New York timeline. That is another adorable Hulk thing where, like, Bruce Banner realizes that he needs to be angry Hulk oh, in yeah. case someone sees him. So he, like, very nerdily tries to, like, bash some cars and stuff. But then he gets to meet up with Tilda Swin from Doctor Strange. Yeah. Hey, remember the slightly problematic character from the not very good movie Doctor Strange? She is back. Hmm. Uh, yes. The So he is trying to get the time stone? Yes. No, no. Yes, the time stone. Uh, uh, from she, her. She is the sorcerer. For those of you who did not see Doctor Strange, it's fine. You don't need to. Uh, she is the Sorcerer Supreme, uh, the one who is replaced by Doctor Strange in that movie. She's the ancient one. Oh, yes. But since this is the past, Doctor Strange has not taken over for her because she's a sorcerer. She knows he's coming. Um, and also because Chinese censors will not allow a Tibet, Tibet to be mentioned in any way. Uh, this character is not Tibetan like in the comics, but an Irish woman played by Tilda Swinton. But it's also, uh, what was I going to say? So she knows enough to know. This is sort of like another problem with like a medium or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like. Okay, so you she knows that Doctor Strange is going to be, like, coming. Like, it's happening. But she doesn't know how all of this ends. Also, they're in a new... T- so in their version of time travel, they are in a totally new reality now because they go back in time and change things. But she says that they have... If they can have the Infinity Stones, but they have to return to that exact moment or that timeline will fall apart, which both doesn't make sense and is also setting up... It's setting up the Captain America thing at the end. Yeah. Which, if you think about it for five seconds, is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's, like, a helpful animation that she plays out where, like, there's, <laughs> she does like, a PowerPoint a presentation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so uh, eventually Bruce Banner convinces her to give him the stone. Meanwhile, there's um, uh, Captain America and Iron Man, and I think there's someone else. Oh, Ant-Man is Iron going Man. with them. Uh, yeah, so they are uh, going to, like, whatever skyscraper the Avengers headquarters was at uh, that movie. Stark Tower? Oh, yeah. uh, whatever. Uh, anyway, and so there was one Infinity Stone in Lo- Loki's, like, staff thing. And there was the Tesseract, which, I, like... I, that is... The, that, the Tesseract 
became the stone in his thing. But they had Wait, two. No. They had one in a suitcase, Fuck, right. which no, is the no, 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 you're cube. Right. And they had the... I don't know what stones they are. One of them is the perception stone. The mind think, control like, one is the one in his staff. That's the one from the end of the movie Thor and also the Avengers. The Tesseract oh, so there's is from a mind stone. Captain America 1. So the mind stone is the, yeah, is the one that's in the staff. And the space stone is the other one that's in the suitcase. Mm. And so I guess... <laughs> Yeah, John, I wanted to ask you, because like in this part, there are certain scenes that are very clearly from the first Avengers mm-hmm. movie. But then there there are like some things that I can recall being plot points in it. So I don't remember them having to hand off any stones to any operatives of any no. kind. Did that, was no. that in the movie? We have a fun thing where the big uh, at the end of Avengers, all uh, the first movie, the Avengers, all the characters, the Avengers, capture Loki and all all getting a cool Joss Whedon-directed splash page shot where they all have him arrested. We then see uh, the aftermath of that where Tony Stark says, all right, let's stop posing all day and arrest him. <laughs> um, and then uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. comes to arrest him. But we know from Captain America 2 that all those S.H.I.E.L.D. agents are actually secret HYDRA agents. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so Captain Mar- uh, Captain America trying to steal from them the Tesseract or the other stuff. No, he tries to steal the Mind Stone. He's trying which to steal is the, the staff. staff. Yeah. Uh, he gets in an elevator with all the Hydra agents, which those of you who saw Captain America Winter Soldier knows is where the big elevator fight scene happened. And you think it's going to happen again. But then he goes, Hail Hydra, making them think that he's also a Hydra agent because how else would he know? Oh, no, he's from the future. And then he takes, they just give him the stone. It's uh, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, John, I like that part. You know, when people talk to me about time travel mm-hmm. and like what I would do yes, if yes, I yes. were to like, I don't I don't say like bet on like certain stocks or like uh-huh. bet on games or lottery. I say I'm going to pretend to be a hydrate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's in my totally, totally. Uh, and so in the meantime, Tony and Amman are attempting to steal the other stone uh, from. But Hulk was f- like actual angry Hulk from that timeline, not Let's Professor say past Hulk. Hulk. Past Hulk, angry Hulk, uh, is uh, is forced to take <laughs> the stairs, and so he like is in a huff and he's like smashing open the door to the stairwell just as they have snatched the suitcase from Robert Redford, who's making a cameo. That was nice. And unlike Natalie Portman, he speaks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was it was good to see him. He also. Um, there was like a, a character in that movie who I was like, oh, he looks very much like Robert Redford, like a younger Robert Redford. And I forgot who it was. It might come back to me. But like some like actual like character, big character in the movie. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but so, uh, yeah, so Loki runs away with that stone, which is, is that ever addressed? Uh, it will be addressed in Loki's upcoming TV series on Disney+. Plus. Subscribe to Disney+. Plus. Oh, oh, okay. So that's what leads them to actually do the next thing. So they're like, we don't have a stone. So uh, let's travel farther back in time to this army base where the stone happened to be. Uh, and-, and there is one, that scene where they decide to go further back is one of the, so... 
Um, you know, a lot of people complain that the the Marvel movies are too jokey and it's all one-liners, blah blah blah. Um, and I actually think I, li- I like all the jokes for the most part. The jokes are my favorite yeah. part. Yeah, <laughs> um, but they're it's almost I, I wonder if they were worried about the darkness in the first act. Mm. I feel like they over as. When Ant-Man first appeared, um, uh, my friend and I, uh, he leaned over and he said, uh, Ant-Man's the best part of the movie. And I agreed. I think they eventually started to overplay dumb Ant-Man. And there is a scene where Captain America and Iron Man decide to go further back and settle their differences and go to 1970. And Paul, poor Paul Rudd is standing off to the side for the entire scene just going, what? Huh? Where are you going? Huh? What? Shouldn't we can't. go back? You can't. What? Huh? <laughs> And it would be fine if he did it like three times, but he does it for like 40 seconds straight. Poor Paul Rudd. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I think, yeah, because I think they have to like explain to someone uh, as to explain to the audience that like they would still be able to like travel back because they established you can only travel back once, but they're like, oh, if you travel with this to another time, you won't be able. Anyway. They have to go to a time that has the Tesseract, yeah, exactly. but also has more time travel magic juice so that they could then make the return trip to the yeah. present. I call it Michael Douglas juice. It's yeah, either funny. way. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, and so they travel back, and I really like those scenes, like mm, the, the 70s and the yeah, the 70s army base scenes. And so uh, they are uh, attempting to one of them, uh, Captain America, is getting the vials while Tony is trying to get the stone, and they both have interesting encounters. Uh, my favorite was as a Mad Men fan <laughs> was to see John Slattery reprise his role as um, Howard Stark. Howard Stark, Why Tony's dad. I fucking. I went to my friend's bachelorette party last night and couldn't remember any of her, her like other friends' names, Aww. and yet I know the name of Tony Stark's dad. Well, did any of them look like John Slattery? Yeah. Oh, also like John Slattery. So like they de so they made him younger. Mm. And, like, his chin looked so weird. Like, his chin looked blurry. I wonder if... So, he's also... He's um, de-aged. I wonder if they also did something... I don't think they did, but did something to try to connect him to the actor who played that... uh, The younger version of that character in Captain America 1. uh, Who's Uh. a famous actor whose name I forget, but whatever. Mm. But, yeah, it was... He just, like... I mean, most of the de-aging looks pretty great, mm. uh, but I that was, like, the one where I was like, oh, this is just weird. Uh, and so uh, it turns out that this uh, Tony is catching Howard right before he is about to be born in that mm-hmm. timeline. So they have, like, a nice chat about being dads because Tony is a dad now. Howard Stark, very chill having an incredibly personal conversation with this weird dude yeah. that he caught in the basement of his military base. Yeah, I think the reason why I bought it is because I was just imagining him playing, like, us. Uh, Sterling from Mad Men. And I was like, yeah, that is the kind of thing he would do. And, and so, um, yeah, so they have a nice chat. Tony hugs him uh, because dad. And uh, we see Jarvis uh, 
and sort of apparently like that is a character that was in the abc show the peggy carter tv yeah. show uh agent so... carter but i mean if you've only seen the movies like i had it was like oh this is what why jarvis is named jarvis is mm-hmm. because the driver of howard stark was jarvis meanwhile we have a d-aged michael douglas which was my f- another favorite part of this movie <laughs> i'm like oh this is great we've um, seen both de-aged uh uh, uh michael douglas and de-aged john slatter once before in um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, see, I have not seen those movies. Although I don't think it was 1970, so I think we've gone further back. But yeah, no. He looks so young. Like, yeah. Michael Douglas looks great. It's No, it's amazing. And we also get a great conversation between Yvette Nicole Brown and some security guard about uh, whether uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character has Mungo Jerry facial hair yeah. or what was the other band? I don't know. It was like very specific, like <laughs> 70s references. But yeah, and so Captain America goes to steal the vials and lo and behold, who does he spy in the corner of his eye from across the room through some blinds and a window? It is Peggy Carter herself, who looks very young for, she must be 50 at that point. Like, because the first Captain America took place in the 40s. 40s. And she was already pretty high up in the military. Yeah. So, like, she's, if she was 20 then, she must be 50 then. Look, we exist in a universe <laughs> where Paul Rudd can look the way he is while literally being 50 years old. So who the fuck knows? Yeah. So it was, it was just odd. It was nice that he saw her, but I was like, I expected her to be older. Well, we saw old Peggy Carter in Iron Man 2. Uh, oh, no, uh, Captain America 2, in which right. she... Uh, but she was very old then. Yes, she was like she, and suffered from Alzheimer's. But uh, in somewhere in there, she referenced the fact that she uh, had a husband who was in the military. Who was he? I don't know. It was well, Captain America. We'll find that later. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, he sees her, but it's time for them to run off because Yvette Nicole Brown has spotted <laughs> them. Uh, and so they uh, travel back with the stone. Uh, their mission is accomplished. Moving on. I, I want to do uh, the uh, the rocket and the Thor yes. one next. Because uh, that is also the, I think, least consequential one, to be honest. I mean, they get a stone, but it's mostly about just like... Just about uh, Thor's Yeah, character. it's like Thor stuff, but it's kind of, it's like the sad Thor stuff. I think there's definitely a lot. So he's gained weight mainly because he's become an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And it's it's mostly just played for laughs, which is sort of like, fine, yeah, I guess. I mean, this is not the kind of movie to tackle alcoholism, but it was also just like a very like throwaway thing of just like, okay, this they they don't address really the problem. My question to you. So he goes back in time and he runs into Rene Russo, who uh, it's the day from Thor 2 where she dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a long conversation with her. They're actually there to see Natalie Portman's Jane. Do you think the original script had him meeting Rene Russo, having that conversation with Rene Russo or with Natalie Portman? I mean, I would imagine Natalie Portman. I don't know what happened there. It is... It yeah. is so weird, the Natalie yeah. Portman appearance in this movie, because it is there's one shot where it's clearly a body double, and there's another shot where I don't know if it's unused footage from Thor 2, but it's just a shot of her walking across the room while Rocket runs after her, because he is trying to remove the Infinity Storm from her blood 
uh, no so one remembers yeah, Thor two. The, but. Yeah, what is the deal? I did not see that movie. So how does she get a stone? They kind of gloss over it here, but well, I they have so th- Thor. Fat Thor recaps Thor two for us in a funny scene, but um, right. I don't fucking remember the, the Infinity Stone in that one is something called the Ether, and it somehow infects her, and they have and it's killing her, and they have to remove it from her body. Mm. Um, but I don't remember how it really works in that movie. But in this movie, we kind of skip over that. Rocket chases after her with some kind of laser thing and yeah. somehow removes ether. And presumably at the end of this film, Captain America goes back and puts it back in her. Yeah. Ooh, Tilda it's so sexy time. He had to get warmed up for Peggy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's the reality stone. So, yeah. so far we have Mind Stone, we have Power Stone, and we have uh, Time Stone, and we have... That's it. Reality Stone? Uh, yeah, Reality Stone was the one that yeah. uh Now that what about Jane that Foster Soul had. Stone, which we last saw when uh, Thanos killed Gamora in Infinity War. So, Thanos kills Gamora in Infinity War, very clearly making like a very tough sacrifice of like the one person that he loves in this Mm -hmm. world and so as we previously mentioned uh black widow and hawkeye are the ones who are being sent to do that thing and they're being greeted uh by uh red skull which is another fun encounter captain america is gonna have when he's returning those stones uh and he's like well you gotta sacrifice the one true love or whatever you know in order to get the stone yeah infinity war makes it clear that it's the thing you love one of the the thing you love most yeah because that's how we know that thanos in his sick way technically loved uh, uh gamora yeah um in this movie I guess the interpretation would be that the thing that Hawkeye and um, Hawkeye and uh, uh, Black Widow love the most is themselves because they fight over who gets to kill themselves. Yeah, that was very confusing. I was like, I don't think that counts. Like, I don't think they should get the stone. I think they did Black Widow dirty. I don't know. You know from yeah. moment oh, one that absolutely. one of these characters is dead despite the fact that one has a prequel movie coming out. Well... One has a prequel movie coming out, exactly. and the other has a sequel series coming out. On Disney so Plus. Guess which one dies? Yeah, and that was so shitty. I listen. Uh, I I think probably the like the most like glorious showcase Black Widow got was still in Iron Man Two. I think. Oh like, really? I think so. I don't think she... Has she done anything of substance since then? Like, she's been a lot of, like, the woman who's the conscience of the other superheroes. Yeah. Mainly to, like, Captain America America and, like, with Bruce Banner and stuff. But, like, in terms of, like, showing that she's, like, a badass fighter, I don't think she got a better showcase than Iron Man 2. Mm -hmm. And, like... And so... I was kind of sad by that because I was like, oh, okay, so I guess you guys decided not... Even though I know that she has, like, a movie coming out of, like, you see more of a future for Hawkeye here than you do for Black Widow, and that... he's the one who agreed to a TV deal. No, but they could have done, like, sequels with her or whatever. Like, why is it taking them so long to even make that Black Widow movie? That's just Um, dumb. Because people won't go see... 
Because Marvel was afraid that people wouldn't go see movies starring a female superhero, which uh-huh. is why they don't deserve any applause you want to give them for their ridiculous, oh, yeah. hey, look at all the ladies we'll, we'll scene that happens that. later. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how obviously inspired you were as a woman oh, yeah, by yeah, that yeah, yeah. amazingly powerful yes. moment yeah. when Marvel reminded us that women exist. Oh, God. Yeah, I, uh, yeah that was kind of anger making. Guys... This fucking movie's so long, we just took a bathroom break in the synopsis of a podcast. I know, this is sad. But we are, you know, according to Wikipedia, at least, there are only two more paragraphs here. (laughs) Uh, And so while uh, Natasha and Hawkeye uh, fight over who gets to die... (laughs) uh, uh, the Randy uh, Rose and um, is his I, name Randy? I think so. Isn't it Rose? It's Rody. Oh. but his name's Rhodes. Is his first name really Randy? Oh no, I it might, might be. I don't know. No, I think you. Oh, you are. Uh, oh fuck! I now I forgot his name. Anyway, let's just call him Randy for the rest of the podcast, Randy. just to be confusing. No, I feel wrong about that. Hold on. You might be right. I don't fucking know. Uh, no. Let's see. Uh. James, Rhodey Rhodes, James. I'm going to call him Randy. I, I, I thought maybe what I heard all these years when they called him Rhodey was Randy. Maybe that's what Eugene. it is. Gene. Well, you decided to call that guy Orville in Orville. the Shazam podcast. So I'm going to call him Orville Randy Rhodes. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, for some reason, not Rocket go to like uh so Rhodey and nebula go to the cave from the opening of the first guardians of the galaxy movie where uh chris pratt uh dances to a song on his walkman and it's a very cute scene so they show it first the way that we saw it with like the cool music and him doing dance moves but then they sort of see uh, show it from the perspective of nebula uh, and it's like just like this dude like singing to himself as he's awkwardly dancing. And it was, it was probably it's a, it's an easy joke, but it really hit. It's probably it was probably my favorite scene redo. Yeah, that movie. one was cute, and I think because also it was like simple, so it kind of mm. it worked. It was nice. Uh, and so they snatch away the stone from Star Lord. And kind of just leave him there. For for a while, I was like, oh, this is the only time we're going to see Chris Pratt. Which is, like, only slightly wrong, I think, <laughs> in the actual, uh, like, once we've finished the movie. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, so they snatch the stones. Thanos, of course, is very close by. Past Thanos. Pace, past Thanos, President yes. Thanos is decapitated. This is the Thanos of 2014. Yes. Tw- you know, the 2014 Thanos. <laughs> before he, before he, he went mainstream. Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. 1 Thanos, or pre-Guardians of the so Galaxy So that's like the Thanos. guy they see, like one of the like post-credit sequences of whatever movie, I don't remember. There's one where he like sits on a throne. That's Avengers 1. Oh, okay. Anyway. That was is the only one where he's not uh, Josh Brolin. Oh, who is he then? It's is it uh, like he's anyone almost, known? I think he might be like completely CG, and he's like uh, very purple. Okay. Uh, and so anyway, his Wi-Fi signal, his router is picking up another Nebula, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Uh oh, what's happening here?" So this is back when Gamora was still bad, mm-hmm. and uh, or pretending to be bad. Yeah, unclear. Friends. 
I, 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 as I was watching these movies, I realized that I entirely forgot the plot of the first Guardians movie. So I was like, I remember her being at odds with Chris Pratt, but I could not recall why. Like, I don't. Uh, yeah, I can't remember if she is. I think at this point she is supposedly beginning to plot against Thanos, but has not yet gone through with it. Mm-hmm. So suddenly she re- suddenly her sister, who is diehard Thanos, Thanos, ride or die, yeah. uh, from Singing the Thanos. future is here and reveals it in the future, uh, she will be a traitor. Yes. Oh, and so what happens is that, like, they sort of connect, I guess, log into Nebula, like, who's <laughs> the other one, and they, like, see her thoughts and they, like, see that they're there to steal the stones. Then... Uh, Thanos sends some people to retrieve Nebula and then they sort of like plug into her and like that's when Gamora finds out. And so uh, meanwhile, 2014 Nebula is like, Daddy, I want to please you, Daddy. So she... uh, Oh, God, I don't remember it being that sexual. (laughs) Yeah, she then like licked her lips. Uh, Anyway, uh, and so she like takes one of the plates from Nebula that I guess like she had like... Change. She has like a golden I piece. I think of in plate. Guardians Two, Gamora fixes Nebula and yeah. gives her that. I I don't remember. Yeah, I but remember. yeah, it's something she gets over the course of the movie. Yeah, so like over the course of her Nebula life for like <laughs> five years, like she picks it up. Anyway, uh oh, and one thing that I forgot to mention is that like the new Nebula that we like that came to the planet just now. Hurt like burns her entire hand trying to retrieve that stone. Oh yeah. So like they don't actually snatch it from Chris Pratt. They snatch it before he even gets it. In a way, which is like the container of that stone is very similar to what like in Shazam, like the thing that the little kid oh, wanted yeah. to reach into. It like it had like a similar like bird and, house uh, cage both housing. That original Guardian scene and Shazam featuring. Uh, uh, Digimon Hanzo. Oh, yeah, Jaimon Hanzo is, uh, Digimon. Oh, give me a break. I'm very tired. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, and so, uh, so, yeah, that's the power stone. And, uh, so, yeah, so she burns her hand. So then she's not half God the way Chris Pratt is, which is why he can hold it in the first movie. Oh, is that true? I, I, I forgot. What happens? As we only find that earlier. out in this. Well, in the first well, movie, yeah, they're like, we... "Don't touch it, or you'll die." And he picks it, and he doesn't die. And in the second movie, we find out it's because he's yeah. half god. Because uh, yeah, because of uh, Kurt what's Russell. His face? Kurt Russell. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and so uh, so she uh, like old Nebula, twenty fourteen Nebula volunteers to go there to please Daddy. Daddy, please, Daddy, man. <laughs> and, and so, um, but yeah, that's the and so they. And now at this point, everyone's uh, things, everyone has gotten the stone. And so they teleport back. But as I just said, like, so Nebula misses, like, is no longer missing an arm. And that's like never addressed. Like, oh, fuck. Rhodey never notices or anything that her arm is broke, not like burnt. Oh, good point. I was like, how is she? Because I was expecting a scene where she like does it for daddy or something. So like, Rhodey super... fucks up. Yeah, he kind of fucks up. Like, I assume maybe like in the like Ant Man suit that they have to wear to like mm, become very small. Maybe you true. don't see it. But so then like afterwards, she suits. takes those off. But she's also kind of by herself. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they had a scene referencing that. I would wager they had to trim a lot from this movie. Yeah. 
Because um, there were a so, few things, particularly at the beginning, that I thought felt a little rushed. Yeah, there. I mean, yeah, for a three-hour movie, it certainly does like gloss it holds, over. It like, holds together. Yeah. Whoever, if they did cut some scenes, um, they did an okay job of it because it all holds together. Yeah, it's not like a predator scenario where like you <laughs> don't understand why the scene is happening. Um, like it, it all very clearly like flows into it, and even I think I, I guess we can talk about this later, but like. In terms of, like, if you've just, like, seen a bunch of movies in this thing, you'll be okay even if you didn't revisit or... There are no, like... there. I mean, there are a few, like, things for the fans, yes. but I feel like... There's three hours worth of yeah. things for the fans. But I feel like it's not, like, to the point where you would feel, like, out of it if you didn't, like, pay very, very close attention. No. I think this movie does a sloppy job explaining their rules of time travel, <laughs> but they do an excellent job um, cueing you in to uh, what you need to know about the plot. Right. About, like, the previous movies and all that shit. And so everyone is back with the stones, the stones. And so now Tony has built an arm, uh, like another gauntlet to uh, for them to like use the stones with. And so they attach all the stones and then there's like, okay, who's going to put on the thing? And so Thor volunteers. He's like, I am the strongest I am. But then Hulk is like, no, this is like made out of like gamma matter or something. Uh Blah blah blah. Anyway, and he says he, it's almost as if I was born for it, which I don't know. If that's it was like a weird moment where it's like, oh, is this like fucking yeah setting up something for Thor eight or whatever? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, but yeah, so he ends up putting it on. So like, it is a thing that I've noticed that the good guys put it on their right hand, but the Thanos I think put it on his left. Well, because left-handed people are evil. Uh huh. Okay. Cool. I just wanted to confirm. Uh, that was my suspicion. But anyway, so Hulk puts it on, snaps, uh, and they closed all the windows and stuff, so you can't really tell if it works or not. But Hulk's, like, his arm, like, gets slightly crispy. Uh, medium rare. Yeah, not, not Thanos from the beginning crispy, yeah. but, like, not, yeah. not crispy. It also, not like, raw. It also looked uh, a bit like he had just, like, a sleeve tattoo later on. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, so every time I saw him since then, I was like, oh, interesting. Anyway, so uh, they don't know whether it works until Hawkeye's phone rings. And apparently it's his house. I don't know. His it's wife his had wife. His, her cell phone plan for five She's years. She's fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the world... So the leftovers uh, takes place in a world where only two percent of the population is gone, and it causes so much havoc. I, when I really think about fifty percent of the population yeah, vanishing, all... yeah, I'm surprised phones work at all. Mm. Uh, but sure, yeah, no one at the phone company thought to cancel. Yeah, that line. See, like the whole idea of whether or not it's respectful to cancel the phone plans <laughs> of the of the vanished is something that would be like an episode of The Leftovers. I feel like that's a very interesting episode. I would mm -hmm. watch that. And so, uh, so we sort of realized that it works, but so Nebula was not in the room where the snapping has happened, but she was instead opening up a portal for Thanos to travel back or forward into 2019 with his spaceship and an army of weird shapeshifter strong people. 
yep. and uh, and yeah, and so they bloop into existence right above the <laughs> Avengers headquarters, which is so. How can she do that since they don't have like the weird serum? How is she moving them between space and time? Like an entire spaceship. Too. They, she. Do they say something? I think there was like some like calculating opening portal, but I think that's. They about... say something about like she's gonna let them know where she is. I think this is one thing where you just don't think about it. Yeah, I guess like the bad guy does a bad thing and then they're there. Yeah. So yeah, everything is there and everything explodes immediately. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, like the Avengers headquarters is kaput. Like some in like some spots it gets like the water stores pouring in and so like the Hulk and Rhodey and Rocket are like trapped under there. Hawkeye ends up with the like the gauntlet and needs to escape some of like the Thanos bad guys, and um, and I guess Tony, uh, Captain America, and Thor, uh, they are gonna decide that they're gonna confront Thanos, who's just like he's like they're gonna come to me kind of vibe. That's yeah, like he's what just chilling. He's so tough. This is another comparison with Harry Potter, but he's very Voldemort here. Like, <laughs> by the end of the night, they're going to come the to see me. Are the inf- Infinity Stones actually Horcruxes? That That is my theory. <laughs> uh, I mean, in this movie, it's basically like, yeah, let's get all the Horcruxes. Um, but I felt like if we go back to the heist for a second, it wasn't as fun as I wanted it to be. But maybe we can put a pin on it. Oh, yeah, let's come back to that. Um and so anyway, big fucking battle happens yeah and then well so first there's like the sort of the dark knight of the soul moment where they all are trying to fight Thanos but even without the stones he's very very strong he uh breaks Captain America's shields he almost uh chokes out Thor uh not before his hammer goes to Captain America when he summons it, which was, like, I think one of the biggest cheers in the audience yes, for me. Yes, uh, my audience, too. And it was happens, yeah. secondly, it happens after a insanely beautiful shot of Captain America by himself uh, staring down the entirety of uh, Thanos' army. Yeah. Um, it just, guys, if you need a desktop wallpaper... This is the fucking. This yeah, they is the had image. some very nice shots there, and so they think all is lost, and then uh, we hear uh, uh, what's his face, Sam. Uh, 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 fucking on. Uh, oh shit! What's his character's name? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's it's definitely Sam, and then his superhero name is one second Bird I'm... Dude Vulture yeah. Man. Where is is he not credited? He has to be credited. Oh boy. Uh, uh, Cap's friend. Oh my god, he's not credited. At least, like, in the rundown of. Oh, okay. No, he. They did their credits in a weird way here. So I am looking for his name. This is good podcasting. Hey, if there are so many. There's like a whole list. What will this add? Honestly, if we find out his name. Falcon! <laughs> Falcon. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Falcon again says on your left, Cap. Just like Captain America 2, that's a thing that happened. And all of a sudden, all like time portals are starting to open up because Doctor Strange is doing his like mm-hmm. magic. 
and, welding thing through time. And ninety percent of the movie actors on the planet step out. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't. It was a very moving scene. I I really like that scene of just like then you see. Uh, Black Panther come out and his sister and then you know Spider-Man comes out mm-hmm. and it's like Mr. Stark oh, that we're got, alive. That, that got a big uh, yeah, that, the reappearance of Spider-Man got a big applause in my Yeah, well. I think yeah, like I think yeah, I think uh Black Panther uh, Spider-Man got like the biggest responses. Uh yeah, you know Scarlet Witch comes back, like uh, Bucky comes back, but you know a lot of people. Oh, Evangeline Lily comes back. Yep, the Wasp is there. Gwyneth uh, Paltrow is wearing her Iron Man armor from Iron Man Three. Yeah, she's the best there. Um, yeah, everyone's fucking there, and then we go into just a a battle scene that probably cost as much money as it would take to feed a small planet for a year. <laughs> Yeah, it was like it, it was very much uh, like a Lord of the Ringsian type thing. There are a lot of like different like mythical creatures and just like people just bashing at each other. Um, and then Marvel does one for the girls. Oh God! Yeah. So uh, so all this time there is like there's a running thing of like them passing the gauntlet to one another so that Thanos doesn't get it, and uh, and uh, finally. I think like Spider Man like passes it to Captain Marvel, but then he's like, "How are you be able to handle it, lady?" A you woman just- who just <laughs> blew an entire spaceship up by flying through it. Yeah, he's like, uh, "How are you gonna be able to handle it?" You make him sound like an old timey newsboy. That's how he plays it. That's like that character. And uh, and then extra uh, extra super lady on the scene. And so uh, and so I think. Does Tessa Thompson come out? Or, like, who comes out to say the immortal line, she's got us? I think that might have been Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. So, yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow comes out. And then, like, all the ladies with tiny parts in the Marvel movies. And suddenly, every (laughs) character that Marvel refused to give a movie to because of their gender comes out and Marvel expects a fucking cookie. Yeah. I mean, I gotta say, it did get a big, like, woo from my... My audience because uh, I think like if you don't overanalyze it it's sort of like oh this is nice I'm but then very like- <laughs> torn I'm very torn this is a scene for 10 year old girls yeah. and I am all f- and I can see 10 year old girls loving the scene and getting something from it and one can argue that if even a single 10 year old girl is inspired by this moment then it is worth it However, it is so ham-fisted and cheesy, and Marvel's yeah. treatment of their female characters has been so lame that if you think about it for a second, it feels like a an oil company executive putting a green ribbon on his lapel uh, <laughs> for Earth Day and expecting someone to call him progressive. Yeah. It is... As an adult, it's pretty lame. Yeah, it was pretty, like, it would could have been lamer if they, like, started playing Sisters are doing uh, it for themselves. Well, this, I guess this one didn't have the soundtrack people from Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's true. They, they would have had that. No there. doubt starts playing. 
That's true. Not a lot of. Well, maybe they didn't know what the hit songs of 2019 are gonna be. <laughs> Guys, Marvel's fucking woke. <laughs> and so, uh, so yes. Yeah, so Until now, we find out, like Kevin Feige's like Harvey Weinstein times oh, ten. Oh God, he's is like yeah. He I seems lovely. He, he seems, seems lovely. Nice. But then again. John Lasseter seemed pretty cool, too. That's true. Those Hawaiian shirts can make anyone seem cuddly. Uh, And so, yeah, so she has the gauntlet, but not for long because Thanos is on the scene and he wants it. And so, (laughs) like, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, so there's like a struggle. I'm sure I missed a bunch of like small, like fight things, but whatever. You know, it's a a madcap series. Light and sound happens, and you as an audience member go, okay. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so he, like, uh, he's, like, trying to put on the gauntlet. She's, like, very desperately, like, trying to hang on to him. And then, in the previous movie, we are reminded, or, like, earlier in the fight scene, we were reminded that, like... Uh, in the previous movie, Doctor Strange said that he had calculated all the odds of how this is going to end. And there's only one in like 14 million of this being like one where they win. And so earlier in this fight, like mega sequence, uh, Iron Man asks uh, Doctor Strange. So like, which is it? Like, which of those are we are the ones to win or not? And uh, Doctor Strange responds like, it's not going to happen if I tell you. But then, like, as Thanos is struggling to put on the glove and Captain Marvel is trying to stop him, like, uh, Iron Man somehow makes eye contact with Doctor Strange, who lifts up one index finger. Uh, And so then I guess they use the reality stone to make Thanos think that he gets the glove because he puts it on and snaps his fingers. I think... I interpret it as because they built the gauntlet and it's made out of the same like nanotech technology as Iron Man's suit. Iron Man runs up and try and acts like he's stealing the gauntlet, trying to pull the gauntlet after his off Thanos's arm. But I think what happened is that his tech actually moved the stones off of the gauntlet onto his suit. Oh, okay. Fair That's enough. That's how I interpret it. it it's unclear. I thought they used the stones, but they might not have. It's, that it's, ultimate, cause yeah, cause that, it's a misdirect, so we don't really see what happens. All all that matters is that Thanos doesn't have the stones and Iron Man does. Yeah, so as he snaps his fingers and nothing happens, he realizes that all the stones are empty or like the stone containers. And we find mm-hmm. out that Tony Stark actually has that part and he snaps his fingers and all... Well, uh, what does he say? Oh, he said, oh, yeah. So Thanos just says, I am inevitable as he snaps and nothing happens. And then as uh, uh, Tony Stark snaps, he says, well, I am Iron Man. And he snaps. Oh, he doesn't say it like that. I believe he says, I am. Pause for two hours, (laughs) which is uh, two thirds of the runtime. Wait, 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 wait. Iron Man. It is, <laughs> I think, out of all the Marvel movies, the most human moment of witnessing the actor Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> milking this line so fucking hard. And you're just like, yeah, dude, all right. You, you can have it. Yeah, you know what? You can it. have it, he buddy. He started the whole thing. He, like, the these movies are very much like, 
I mean, I guess we'll talk about this more, mm. but they don't happen without him. No, no, no. Uh, so, I, I'm saying I, I, it, it, it's fine. He's he's <laughs> allowed to have it, but he milks it so oh, hard. Oh, for sure. And so as Tony makes the snap after his sassy snap, uh, uh, half of his body burns off, basically. And, uh, and yeah, he's very much about to die. Mm -hmm. Everyone gathers around him. Uh, first Spider-Man who's like, gee, <laughs> Tony Stark, we won. We did it. We did it. Oh, I guess Shane, we... Shane, come back, Shane. <laughs> yeah. Old Yeller. Uh, and, uh, uh and and then Gwyneth Paltrow has to politely go, that's very sweet, kid. I'm actually his wife. Yeah, please, I'm actually Please move wife. aside. Well, yeah, please move aside. You're kid. literally his intern. Yeah. <laughs> and so they have like a nice uh, goodbye. And then they sort of are holding hands over his like artificial heart mm -hmm. thing. And then it turns off. And that was a, it was a nice moment. Then we cut to a beautiful funeral for Iron Man. Presumably Scarlet, uh, uh, presumably Scarlet Johansson's character has been not given a funeral <laughs> and instead someone has just gone, hey, fuck her. <laughs> I uh, haven't even thought of that. I mean, uh, yeah. That, I'm guessing they had two funerals. Yeah, but yeah, we only you know see what? One. I have like a nice one for uh, her but too. But she is being remembered because um, Hulk says to Scarlet Witch, I think. Um, I tried to bring her back. Yeah. Oh, no, to uh, Hulk and Hawkeye talk about it? No, know. it's Scarlet Witch and... Because uh, they sort of commiserate Hulk and Scarlet Witch about so losing people. lost the person yeah. they loved. Um, uh, so, yeah, he tried to bring her back, but it didn't work. And she sort of commiserates with him about losing Vision. Uh, but, yeah, so everyone who's ever had a role in the, like, the MCU. Including is, the little kid from Iron Man 3. So what is, yeah, so what is, yeah, that was an odd one. I had to, like, look that up to find out who that was. But, like, does Michelle Pfeiffer know Tony Stark? No, she's a guest of Hank, I guess. Like, Hank there's, Pim. they're like, Michelle Pfeiffer is not in this movie in the scenes that Michael Douglas is in. The scene is other also... Other than, like, this scene. Clearly green screen. We're just panning. It. This is an After Effects file that yeah. we are moving through. Yeah, this is like, uh, yeah, this is probably how they make those, like, Vanity Fair covers where, like, there are a lot of it celebrities. Does and I say clearly... The special effects work is excellent. More money than God was spent on this movie. <laughs> when I say clearly, only because the camera move makes no sense unless you were trying to hide uh, um, the work of putting these actors together. And also just knowing any anything about the way movies are made, there's no way this was shot all together. Yeah, like, I don't think they had all those people They're together. all standing, like, three feet apart in weird groupings. Yeah. Yeah, like, I guess according to movie, it seems like according to, like, whatever, like, strand of the franchise world that they have. Because, <laughs> like, all the Ant-Man people stand together, all the Black Panther people stand together. You know when you go to a funeral, you're supposed, <laughs> you, you're not allowed to stand within five feet of anyone who's not in your direct family. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's how it works. Surely. Uh, and so, yeah, they, uh... They are very lovingly sending off the artificial heart, which is the proof that Tony Stark had a heart. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's very sweet. John Favreau has a lovely moment with his daughter, probably trying to convince her to go to the Jungle Book or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hey, little girl, you're pretty good. You know, we're doing a, a live action of Mulan soon. <laughs> no worries. You don't have to be Asian. We have computers now. 
yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so that is nice. I tried to think of a live action one they weren't doing, and then I remembered, of course, they're doing a live action Mulan. Uh, live action Tarzan. I should have said Tarzan. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're doing something. Uh, and so, and then I think it's the last scene where it comes to Captain America to return all the stones as per Tilda Swinton's bequest. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and so I think it's, uh, is it Rhodey and the Hulk? And uh, Bucky. And Bucky. Oh yeah. So he first like says goodbye to Bucky and it's very clearly like Bucky kind of knows what he's about to do. Bucky fucking gets it. Bucky. Um, these are my favorite uses of Bucky uh, in this movie because I don't think he ever talks, um, <laughs> which I think is the best use of Bucky in any movie uh, yeah. as a, I don't know if I've got to say in this podcast, a Bucky hater. Yeah, I don't like Bucky either. I'm I the enjoyed the Captain being... America movies, but I hate Bucky. I love Captain America 1. <laughs> Captain America 1, I feel like the writers of this movie, because the same writers, uh, went, hey, I hear you love Captain America 1. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Marvel movies. Great. What'd you love about it? I love Steve and Peggy and their relationship. And Steve as a character. Cool. Guess what? The rest of the trilogy's just about Bucky. Yeah. The the friend who died? Yes, but guess what? Now he's angsty and has long hair. <laughs> yeah, I uh I was like I, I really enjoy Civil War is one of my favorite of the Marvel movies. But, like, the fact that they were doing all of this because of Bucky made me angry. <laughs> I could not care less about Bucky to to get even nerdier for a second. Uh, I feel the same way about Bucky as I feel about Riku in the Kingdom Hearts games. Oh, that is such a deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as Disney's making money. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so the captain says bye to Bucky and then he is being dispatched off by the Hulk and Rhodey to, uh, uh, return all the stones. Um, and so they're like, yeah, you'll be back in five seconds for us. And which is like, again, like at first, like when you're in the quantum universe, it's shorter there, but now it's shorter in the universe than you are. Well, I think they just mean they're, he's going to bring him back. At five seconds time. Oh, okay. Is the plan. Okay, I guess. And But then he says, like, you take as much time as you need. And so, like, after five seconds, when they bring him back... He doesn't come. He doesn't come. And they're like, oh, no, is this is this machine not working? Uh, and, and I want to say right now, how much better would this scene have been if then Bucky just said, don't you get it? He's not coming back. And that was the end of the scene. Well, he, I... I feel like they kind of did, like, the last shot of this movie. It's kind of nice. Oh, no, no, like no. It. No, then we see the last shot. I'm just saying I hated Old Man Cap. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, then he sort of, we pan to reveal that Captain America is actually sitting on a bench. Like, an old Captain America. Which, I guess, and then he's like, I went, I never came back. I lived my life. And now, like, so implied that he went back for Peggy. They had a lovely life together and he was like oh it's time for me this is gonna be the time where they send me back and i i guess still want to surprise them or explain to them what happened so he comes back to this specific spot and also sits on a bench. set up you when you go back in time you go to a different reality unless you don't change anything it the only here's a problem i love 
him ending by going back in time to being with Peggy. And we then, the very last shot is we go back in time and see him with Peggy. We get the visual information in a better way. He's dancing with Peggy. That's the scene. The only purpose of the old man cap sequence where uh, Chris Evans is either in CG or makeup to make him look old, which looks great, by the way. Uh, the only purpose of that is to promote a fucking Disney Plus show uh, starring Falcon and, and Bucky. Oh, really? Uh. It's the entire purpose of that scene is for uh, Captain to go, you're Captain America now, and give Falcon oh, the yeah, shield. Oh, yeah, he does that. And yeah. then, uh, so everyone goes, oh, thank God, we can still give money to these movies. Uh, <laughs> or want... in this case, a Disney Plus TV show. And all... six ninety nine a month, coming this October. All the other setups that they did... I thought were unobtrusive and graceful. Loki just vanishing because it made sense in the plot of this. We bring Loki back from the death and he and uh, by giving him the power stone, which also leads to the 1970s sequence. To me, this was just here's two minutes to promote the next the next right. story. And, and I, I like that. I like I'm I love the idea of Falcon becoming the new Captain America, but. I, why don't we do like Back to the Future two, you know, or uh, the end of Back to the Future two? I think where where he which one ends with him finding the note? I don't know. From... I only saw the first one. Oh, it's the, it's the end of Captain America uh, Back to the Future two, where a reporter Captain America Back to the Future two. I'm so tired. Uh, the end of Back to the Future two, where the male guy the male guy goes, "We have a letter from a hundred years ago, directed Whoa. addressed to one Marty McFly." I, if there was just some note that was given to. Or like a package delivered to uh, mm-hmm. uh Or they could have Sam. done it in the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yes, but I think like we want to see the kind of the changing of the guard. We do want to get a little bit of that, but I think if it had just been like we see Sam is gets a package and it's the shield and there's a note that says, um, you're you're the captain now, dog. I don't know. <laughs> um, I just didn't like this fucking scene. I yeah whatever but then they cut to a lovely scene of uh younger captain dancing with peggy and it was very sweet and they cut on them tr- kissing and the that was cute. fucking end. oh we forgot to mention uh as guardians of the galaxy so that's what oh, thor yeah. is up to so he's gonna be joining the guardians and so, it was very cute of the original uh, avengers uh, Iron Man dead, Captain America getting old and uh, presumably dead. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Soon to be dead. <laughs> Thor fat hanging out with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Hawkeye, Disney Plus time, baby. Uh, Scarlet, uh, I keep saying Scarlet Witch. Uh, Scarlet <laughs> Johansson as Black Widow, dead, dead, dead. Mm-hmm. Right. And, oh, yeah, Hulk... I guess we don't know. Oh, and Hulk, uh, the best character in the movie. Yeah, but, like, he, there's no, like, thing set up for him, I don't think. Like, in a very, like, He's just gonna hang way. out being fucking great. Yeah. But I, I do, like, that's why I think, because all the other actors kind of have outweighs, unless they're transitioning to another project. I wonder if they're like, oh, no, he doesn't look like Mark Ruffalo anymore, is their way of being like, yeah, he doesn't look like Mark Ruffalo anymore. (laughs) Mark Ruffalo can do a day in a voiceover booth and that'll be it. Right. So I think so all five dudes don't have contracts beyond this movie. Also, Ruffalo, we don't have to worry about Ruffalo aging. Yeah, but like all so like Ruffalo, Hemsworth, uh, RDJ... Uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans and uh, 
Like, does Don Cheadle come back? I don't know. But, like, it seems like those guys don't have any more commitments. And it seems Cheadle very clear that, like... in this movie. Yeah. But it's clear that, like, Chris as Evans someone is out. As someone who, uh, uh, at a party last night and seeing old pictures of myself, is definitely looking my age as well. <laughs> uh, it, I like the way a few of the character, a few of the actors looked old in this movie. Yeah, no, I thought it was nice. I, I didn't... But, like, it seems like in terms of, like... If there is a next Avengers in like Phase Four or Five of this MCU, Doctor Strange, Spider Man, Captain Marvel, and Black Panther fight. Yeah, Thanos too. But yeah, it's very like I think like at least like in this version of the MCU, there's not going to be another Iron Man and Mm -hmm. Captain America, and it seems pretty clear that those actors are not going to be playing them anymore either. Hey, what the fuck is the deal with the next Spider-Man movie? Because five years have passed. So that was is weird. Is he back in high school? Like, so, yeah, the trailers like... are out. So I guess all the major characters of Spider-Man Homecoming got dusted. So now they're all just continuing on in high school five years later. That was my question. Because there is like a little shot of Spider-Man reuniting with his friend in school. Which is like... But he seemed to... Like he either... has He stopped going to school in those intervening five years. Or like... Because he would have graduated by now. Well, that's a, this, it's not just the dusting that drastically changes um, the landscape. Uh, five years has passed where half the world didn't exist and half the world lived in hell. And that's just such a different world than the one we live in. So I am curious to see where the movies go, but not curious enough to... I to watch the movies. I feel very good stopping now. Yeah, me too. And if it weren't for this podcast, which I'm sure is going to force us to see all these movies, yeah. I would be fine to not watch another MCU movie for a very long time. Yeah. Well, do you want to do a letter grade before we start talking about yes. that? Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, let's do it. Are you ready? Right. Uh, three, two, two one. B a minus. Oh. oh. Again, one off. Uh, um, yeah. I I mean, I think like a B plus, I, I would say that in a very enjoyable way. I think this was, I did not really enjoy Infinity War. I, only, I thought you, I thought you were going to hate this because of how you didn't like Infinity yeah, War. Yeah, I, I thought this was like, this was like a good ending for a thing. I, mm. I really enjoyed it. And like, for me, like the emotional closure I needed from the series I got like I don't I mean I'm sure maybe some people are disappointed or not I don't know but it seemed like to me it ended things pretty well and yeah I like I don't yeah and I don't really feel the need to watch any more of them this movie is a not is non-stop fan service in the way that a great tv finale is exactly yeah um, but both bringing characters to place they need to be while also doing fun callbacks. Um, yeah, I like I, I've been kind of joking around and shitting on the details throughout this episode, but I really loved it. I I, I loved Infinity War, another movie that I think is flawed. Um, but for what these movies are, and let's ignore the terrifying ramifications of the fact that Disney owns literally everything at this point, and they are so unstoppable, and no media company should be as powerful as they are. Let's and ignore that. Become even more unstoppable once the Fox deal. Can't can't wait to start giving them my Disney Plus money. Uh, <laughs> let's ignore that. I still thought this was just a great, excellent blockbuster entertainment. Yeah, I think this is how. 
this is one of the best sort of versions of making those types of movies. And I think they, like Marvel did figure something out about how to make these work. Mm. And I think better than like DC, obviously, and like better than Fox with X-Men and all these things. Uh, so yeah, it was just like, these movies are very engaging and you do feel like you're, it's more of just like, you've been with these characters like for 11 years now and just think about, think back there like in 90 or 2008 <laughs> when first Iron Man comes out, like it's sort of like college. second, it's yes, it's second fiddle to the dark Knight. Like that movie is like the reception to that movie is like, oh, we are surprised this movie is fun and good. Like, and it, like, I don't think anyone has predicted this, like, what ended up happening. And I remember, like, when Marvel, like, started unveiling all of their, like, plans for all their different phases, people are like, what, are, what is this? But now that you kind of have seen it come through, and I'm by no means the biggest Marvel fangirl, and they're certainly, like, a few I haven't seen, but like they did kind of make it happen in a pretty successful way. Yeah, it's a successful. I mean, obviously, ob- sub- objectively successful in terms of money, but I just mean like in terms of quality. Too. It's it's kind of a crazy spring slash summer in that you have uh, this ending, and let's call it an ending for now. Uh, despite the fact that Spider Man Two is opening in six weeks, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's call it an ending for now. Um, you have this this ending, and then you have Game of Thrones ending at the same time, and they are both flawed properties. Um, uh, Marvel certainly had some shitty movies. The same way the seventh season of Game of Thrones kind of sucked, <laughs> but but overall, for what they are, these these uh, giant fantasy properties, they are some of the best examples of what they're trying to do um at times fully transcending their pulpy roots mm-hmm. um and it's it and i don't know that there will be other things in our lifetime <laughs> where i can just go into a room i can go into a room right now and say hey who watched Avengers Endgame this weekend? And the majority of the people, no matter what the group is, will say yes. And then I can say, who's watching Game of Thrones tonight? And the and majority of the people will also say yes. Mm-hmm. And I just, I genuinely don't know if there will be other uh, TV or movie things like but that. But I feel like we've said that before. And I think, like, it has been, like, said before. Like, I think when, like, Friends was ending, when Lost was ending, for sure, there was, like, is there ever going to be anything like it? And then but it's Game still of a Thrones fun thing to out. say, so I'll just keep saying yeah. it. No, I'm just, like, I'm, I'm more and more trying to encourage you. Because every time something like this happens, I myself also think that. Of, like, will there ever be another thing where, like, I could relate to a lot of people about, you know? But I think people find ways, because I think, like, we as humans want to mm. relate to other people and have like something in common. So I think like more things would emerge, but it's definitely rare and it is kind of crazy that has been going on for 11 years. So it is like yeah. a long, like imagine like a TV show you've been watching for a long time is ending and like, yeah, you've kind of like lived with these characters for a long time, even though like it's only been 21 movies or 22 mm. movies. But I mean, in terms of hours, it's probably like a five season like HBO show like 
Because, like, the average... 22... Yeah, yeah it's, like, 22... like five, so let's 10 say, episode seasons. Yeah, or... something like that. So it's, like, a good chunk of time uh to yeah so i feel like people are also probably feeling emotional because they kind of like grew up with these characters in a weird way um uh but and i'm i but yeah no i feel very done Mm -hmm. but then the last time i felt this done was after age of ultron when i was like oh these movies are (laughs) terrible now (laughs) this is what garbage um uh and i'm very i'm much happier to end like this where i'm like what a great ending yeah fun yeah, it was very satisfying. Uh, and I'm saying that as someone, oh, again, is not a big fan. But I was like, oh, this is, like, very well done. Like, the last half, like, uh, yeah, like, post, like, snap is, like, absolute, like, I think, like, that part of the movie for me is an A. What, and the battle? It, yeah, like, the battle stuff for me is an A and, like, all the payoffs there. Maybe, like, yeah, one old Captain America aside. But, like, I think the first part is kind of, like, it has some very good moments, like, mm-hmm. character moments, but in terms of, like, the plot machinations, I didn't really care for it that yeah. much. And, like, I... I was hoping, like, I love heist movies. So, like, a time heist, I was like, oh, this is cool. This is going to be, like, an Inception thing or something. I mean, uh, but... It's so crazy to say, like, oh, only... Yeah, we have an idea of a heist throughout time. That'll be one-third of our movie. (laughs) Yeah, but I wanted it to be... I feel like all it ended up being is sort of retconning old scenes and sort of it was way more fan servicey than it could have been just like a fun thing on its own there were a lot of things like that like robert downey jr's milking the i am iron man line where if this weren't the finale i would like it less and maybe coming back to it maybe after there are 10 more marvel movies and yeah. this doesn't feel as special um and they've kind of degraded the idea when they're like now it's that was phase 4 but now it's chapter 2 um maybe it's phase 4 chapter 2 unit 11 <laughs> maybe those victory lap things won't feel as good but right now yeah. i was i was fine with going along with them yeah and it really felt like at the end when like the Iron Man funeral, it felt like also like a meta sort of. Wait, Iron Man died. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh fuck. Uh, and uh, but it felt like also sort of a salute of all those characters who he sort of shepherded, like by just being like the first and sort of like starting off this like Marvel thing. So mm-hmm. it also just felt like weirdly like actors saluting Robert Downey Jr. for like opening the doors for them and also just like the characters for like allowing their stories to be told so it was like a nice kind of moment that worked on a bunch of levels and like having John Favreau there was pretty cool too because like he's the guy uh who like started off and like you know like his as much as rdj's like his, personality kind of informed the humor and his like swingers is the yeah, first the swingers, MCU yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean yeah vince vaughn is the first <laughs> <laughs> is the first superhero but yeah it felt like very much like that like the the playfulness of the first iron man somehow managed to survive even like the dourest installment of like mcu movies which is kind of nice i never read a lot of comics uh as a kid growing up um but i would ever every once in a while would look at one it was the uh uh i always felt like i was coming in late to a story and i hated that Mm. um so that took me away from comics but i i knew them enough and for one birthday 
fifth or sixth. No, probably later than that because I could read. Um, You learned to read yesterday. Well, I could read easily. But I, you know, maybe like seventh or eighth birthday. Um, uh, My parents got me a pack of like four X-Men comics. Mm -hmm. And one of them was the wedding of uh, uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey. And the cover and the back is this big fold-out thing with them kissing on the front. And then in the background, the crowd at the wedding. And it's all these different Marvel characters. And you see all of them there. Mostly X-Men. Then I think there's some others. Maybe mm-hmm. Spider-Man's there. And I remember as a kid thinking how fun that was. Like, oh, look at that. Look, they're all there together at this yeah. wedding. <laughs> and... Um, if there's anything that the Marvel movies have done really successfully, especially like these, these, uh, a mashup movies, um, it's, it's that feeling on such a big scale. Right. Like to the small point of like, yeah, look, they all showed up for his funeral. Yeah. And yeah. And it was nice. And I felt like even like one of the smarter things they did is realizing that you could have like a character movie that would still include Mm. others because i think like some of the strongest ones have been thor ragnarok and civil war which is like i guess technically a captain america movie but it's as much like an iron man movie it's a fucking bucky movie therefore it sucks You don't like Civil War? Captain America 1 is the Captain America movie that works because it's not about fucking Bucky. I I know all you dorks out there think Winter Soldier's the best because he fights in an elevator and it's so cool. (laughs) Fuck that movie. It's all about Bucky and Bucky sucks. (laughs) Bucky and Captain Marvel can go die somewhere. They are a black hole of personality. Yeah, I don't like either of them, but I did dig Civil War. I thought it was very good. But I do like Brie Larson a lot, and I saw a Q&A f- with Sebastian Stan after watching I, Tanya, which oh. also sucks. Uh, <laughs> and Sebastian Stan as an actor seemed very charming. Yeah, he seemed very nice. He has fans from Romania. Uh, <laughs> anyway. She is making fun of a person who asked a rambling, boring question at that Q&A. I think that person mostly asserted that they were from Romania. Like, <laughs> that was the bulk of the question. Unrelated to this movie, but uh, an interesting fact about film Q&As, there has never in the history of cinema been a good question at a post-screening Q&A. I actually, this reminds me that I was at some Comic-Con panels before the first Avengers came out oh. and how like exciting it was and how young we all were. And mm-hmm. Now we're old. I don't really have any insights. I just have still like photos of Robert Downey Jr., but that's about it. Anyway, so uh, John, so I mean, this is clearly is the biggest movie of all time. Uh-huh. Uh, and we said that we are okay to be done with them, like, in entirely. Do you think America would agree? Like, do you think that, does this grow? Is this, like, the apex? I'm very curious. I think it would be so hard to top this. Um, I'm curious to see if we see a bit of a drop-off ticket sales-wise. Yeah. But then again, people, like... It's getting to be like fucking Saturday Night Dead at this point, where <laughs> every every few years people are like, yeah, that Marvel, that MCU thing's finally wrapping up. People are over it. And then a fucking Black Panther comes out right. and suddenly everyone's back in. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I would say like right now, like if Spider-Man, if we weren't doing this podcast and the next Spider-Man didn't get good reviews, I don't need to see it. If the next Guardian, like, I'd probably see the next Guardians of the Galaxy because I like those two. 
but I certainly don't need to see Doctor Strange 2 or Captain no. Marvel 2. No. Uh, I'd probably see Black Panther 2 if it got good reviews. I'll see a Thor movie. I'm, <laughs> I like, I've slowly become a fan of Thor. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm very curious. And now they, ha- they have to... These movies have to take place in this world that's very different, but I imagine they'll very quickly start to ignore that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm personally, I feel very satisfied. Very, I feel like I, that moment at, we've been at a, a good party and then you look at your watch and you go, you know, I could probably get a cab right about now. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right. I wonder, do you happen to know if they have any Avenger movies planned out? I think the only upcoming movie they've announced are the Spider-Man movie and the Black Widow movie. Okay. Oh, no, and Black Panther 2. Yeah, well, yeah, that's implied. Yeah, I don't know what I, the yeah, culmination of the next yeah, so phase is. Are there, again, I wonder if they're going to keep, like, the same strategy of, like, having, like, character movies leading up to, like, uh, sort of, like, you know, first beats <laughs> group game, yeah. second beats group game. I assume... I think I think they've wisely not been in it, like folks dwelling on the movies that much despite Spider-Man cuz you know Sony's kind of like no no promote this. <laughs> um but uh I wouldn't be surprised if now that this has come out and they're not worried about under underselling the s- significance of this pretty soon we'll start hearing about how uh S- Avengers 4 5 um, oh no, Red Skull's Skull is Redder is gonna <laughs> start coming and it's all coming. I mean, I'm sure they're gonna, yeah, I just wonder if, I mean, I could certainly not muster another, like, a level of enthusiasm for it, but I yeah. wonder if, like, other people are still, like, very clamoring for it, because I feel like as you, you are probably very satiated with yeah, what I got. Yeah, I mean, they certainly are. I read, like, um, on websites, the comments section, and, like, we were making fun of, like, moments like the all-women moment and stuff like that, and the comments are fucking breathless. <laughs> Just people like, I've never orgasmed as hard <laughs> as I did when Captain America picked up a hammer. <laughs> I, the semen exploded out of my pants. Yeah, I can certainly see, I can certainly see, like, some, like, younger people being more excited about it. Oh, I'm sure these people are not young. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, like, there's also that contingent. Hey, you know, I always assume uh, the Fox News audience is about to die off, and then we just (laughs) get the alt-right, and it turns out there are young idiots, too. Oh, boy. Well, on that note... I hope you've enjoyed taking the journey with the Avengers thus far. Is this podcast, what, 12 hours long? or It's almost as long as the Avengers movie. Uh, and so it is time for us to bid you adieu. Until next time. Hey, good news. We'll be doing another episode on a Marvel movie in just a few weeks. Yay. Toot, toot. This is just going to become a Marvel podcast, isn't oh, it? Oh, no. I, I certainly hope not. Unless we get bought up by Disney, which would be nice. In that case, we love it. Yeah, Disney Plus. <laughs> toot, toot. Bye, bye.